Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present... MG's Rugby League Rundown. And then there were four. Four teams left in the hunt for the 2023 NRL Premiership Trophy. And according to the latter of the regular season, they're the four best teams in the comp. We've got the top four teams fighting it out in prelims this weekend. MG, I can feel the excitement emanating from Penrith and from you, sir. Good afternoon, mate. Yes, it is. It's, um, it's that time of year when it's a bit warmer and everything, everything means something because this is all sudden death now that uh, Penrith and Broncos obviously have been afforded a week off to go through the prelims. Uh, that, that luxury is not afforded to them this weekend because mm. it is sudden death. You lose, you're gone. And look, both games are, are captivating in their own sort of way. Let's Before we get to the prelims, we're going to rip in. And for those that have never witnessed an MG's patented paper test, it definitively will tell you who wins these two prelims. Yep. Let's talk about the teams whose seasons came to a close. Um, Knights, Roosters, let's start with the Roosters. They were almost there. They were almost there. If not for the brilliance of young Will Warbrick, the Roosters are under a prelim from nowhere. Yeah, and what a, what a resurgence they had. Um, both these teams we're, we're going to be speaking about this right now. But they both were, I think, 14th and 15th with about eight, eight rounds or nine rounds to go in the competition. So they've come from nowhere, a big wet sail for both clubs. Um, yeah, unfortunately for the Roosters, you, you get the feeling that game against Melbourne last week, they were just one star player mm. in that back line missing. You know, Suwali, yeah. um, Joey Manu, and uh, who else was out? There was another one. Uh, there's three of them. It was uh, yeah, Big Tupu on the wing. Oh yeah, Toops. Yep. Who uh, is under? Who and, continues and, and, to be underrated and undercelebrated as a winger? And he's one of the best. Well, yeah, no, Jared, we knew he wasn't going to be there, but um, I think they they'll lament this season because I think they'll look back and think, okay, we finished seventh in the season proper. That's not good enough for us. We want to we want to look at going ahead and look. They're going ahead in big big ways next year. Um, Dominic Young, one of the form wingers of the competition, finds his way to Newcastle. Uh, sorry, to the Roosters. As does Spencer Lini, who goes to. Oh, we're talking about Roosters. You're talking about Roosters, aren't we? Yeah, we're talking about the Roosters. Spencer, Spencer Lini is going there next year, so mm-hmm. they bolster their back line and their forward lines. Um, but look, it's they had a they had a season that was unlike the Roosters. I think it started um, with the the sacking of Sam Walker in such a public manner. The way that he kind of. Didn't know whether he, you know, we, then they brought Cooper Cronk into it and then, you know, Sam's family. That's very unlike the Roosters. Yeah. And then we had Swalee signing that deal for, you know, the, the rugby union deal. Kind of that disrupted them a bit. Then it was all the in talk about assistant coaches and Riles left and wanted to go to the Dragons. And yeah. then there was talk there was going to be a review over all the assistant coaches. Well, now we didn't talk much about the Roosters' internal fighting in the last six or seven weeks when they were flying. And that's the Roosters we, we've come to grow and love. What out of ten this season? Probably a seven. Probably a yeah. seven. Um, if they beat the, if they won against the Storm, it would have been a solid eight, eight and a half. Could come back from where they did, but they didn't. Um, so I'd give them a seven out of ten for their season. They just had. They say when it rains, it pours, and it poured on the Roosters in the first half of the year. You're right. You nailed those those three. You know, and they say bad things come in threes, and they kind of had those three big issues to deal mm. with. Um, and uh, when you're trying to integrate a character and a player like Brandon Smith as well into a system, you, yep. you need it to be as harmonious as you possibly can be. I will say, though, and I don't know how the Roosters awards, player awards work, Lindsay Collins has got to walk out of that night with a trophy. 
He was he was so good. Even in this loss to Melbourne, he has just had a, a career best year for for the the science experiment. He he's Frankenstein monster when he takes those teeth out. But yeah. I mean, he t- he convinced front rowers that they could jump uh, at at state of origin, and yep. you know, hit w- wonderful season for Lindsay Collins. And I actually think James Tedesco returned to some of his best as well. Well, that's the irony of it all, you know, that all the outside noise stopped when they started winning games, and that's mm. the message you get. You send to all the underachievers, the doggies and the tigers, and guess what? You win games and it, goes, it vanishes. Um, mm. Yeah, look, Tedesco was back to his form after he had a little absence of leave, um, and I think that you're right, Lindsay Collins around origin and now what he did for their side without Hargraves. Yeah. Uh, fantastic effort. Newcastle Knights, their, mm. uh, this fairy tale run, it came to an end probably the moment they boarded the plane. They yep. wouldn't. They they never stood a chance when they when they stepped onto the field in Auckland. The the we I think the the Tasman what is it the Tasman seat that's between us and New Zealand. I that's think it. the Dutch. The Dutch. I I think right now the Dutch is is keeping us from truly understanding what this Warriors side is doing for this country mm. and for the sport. In New Zealand as well, the, th- that atmosphere. I mean, Dan Ganane and, and Woodsy and the the Triple M team that were over there calling this game. Dan Ganane tweeted something like he's he's never heard noise like that sustained for yeah. an entire game of rugby league. This is wow. we I think, and we will talk about the Warriors because obviously they take on the Broncos this week. But the Knights, I mean, they were they were up against it from the moment they had to get on a plane for this game, and and obviously they've gone out with a bit of a whimper. But with all that in mind, MG, I am interested to know what you give their season out of ten. Oh, eight and a half. Where they've come and finished, you know, fifth in the ladder uh, to win ten games in a row. Once they looked doomed, and the coach was going to get sacked, and um, unfortunately for them, they played the grand final against the Raiders the week before, yeah. a bit like. Uh, Parramatta did last year against the Cowboys when they went mm. up there and beat the Cowboys to play Penrith in the grand final. Sometimes you um, put too much in. Well, you're supposed to put as much into it as you possibly can, but the following week it's sometimes a letdown, and that's what we saw the Knights. The Knights, you know, they were used to the kind of tables were flipped, weren't they, because it, they went from a parochial 30,000-strong 30, 30, 30, crowd at um, McDonald Jones Stadium yeah. to basically going across the ditch to um, slippery ground, different, you know, no – Ponga was kind of – Controlled because of the the the, the ground underfoot. Uh, there's yep. no balls to young. So, yeah. Look, the Warriors now have to now go from that to going to Suncorp this weekend and facing a a rabid Queensland uh, crowd. It's going to be. It's look. It's awesome. It's, but I think the the night season was was exemplary, um, especially in the back end. And uh, I think everyone held themselves really at a high standard. And in, in in the end, they I think they missed Hastings and. Um, I think they had a couple out, didn't they? A couple of big forwards as well. So uh, Fitzgibbon didn't play, and Saifidi, mm. one of the Saifidi brothers, was out injured. So they had some Arsenal not on the field, but uh, Warriors had to do the job, and they did. Let me ask you this question quickly, and we will move on to those prelim finals next. But quickly, before we finish up on the Knights, obviously Dom Young heading to the Roosters next year, mm. huge loss because he is such a dynamic um, winger. Yep. Can they go any further with this halves pairing? I mean, we've celebrated Jackson Hastings and Tyson Gamble because of the competitors they are and the ferocity they they bring to, and the style of football that they bring to the Knights. But if you're talking about getting to a grand final and winning a grand final, and you look at the teams that have been doing it over the recent years, there is, uh, I mean, Cleary and Luai, um, you know, it might be Adam Reynolds yeah. and Ezra Mam, and you then a, you got you Munster a, yeah. and... 
and Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do they do, do they? Is that halves pairing capable of? Is yeah, I was going to say, is that halves pairing capable of getting them to a grand final? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think, with all due respect, I think it's they're too much alike. They're both very, they're both dogged. Um, I would have, I I would have them both in my seventeen. I think, um, I think maybe Hastings could, or or Gamble could be a perfect fourteen. Yeah, you know, Kurt Mann's leaving um, Newcastle, going the doggy, so that could be a perfect role for one of the two. Um, But yeah, I, I think they need someone in the halves who has that that. Quick, that quick foot underfoot, mm. you know the the explosiveness from the scrum base and and yep. the the unpredictability that comes along with every halfback in the games that's mm. worth their salt and gold salt and gold. But they right. good great season eight and a half out of ten and they um they one game away from a prelim which is something we wouldn't have said two months ago. All right, let's get into it. Prelim final time let's starts go. Friday night in the Harbour City at Haycor Stadium. Brian Fletcher, the chief executive of the Panthers, not happy. Reckons it's unfair. <laughs> he's filthy. He's dirtied up. I can't believe someone at the Penrith Panthers is finding something to complain about when you're looking at a three-peat. Please, Brian, no, give just, me a, just agitating. It's give agitation. me a rest, Brian. But the yeah. the story here in this team is that both Jerome Hughes and Jerome Luai have yep. been named to play. I I mean, let's start there. Do you think honestly that Jerome Luai, who dislocated his shoulder in round 26 four weeks ago is going to play? Oh, look, I, I thought that Caelan Ponga would be a bit suspect to come back from his shoulder injury, but he came back perfectly. I know Jerome's was worse. I know that Jerome Lewis was worse than that. And I think, look, it's this time of year. You know, if you're getting, get, you're getting this deep into the season, you're going to have some substantial injuries to main players. And we all saw what Jerome's was. He, he dislocated his shoulder. In a, but, um, you know, I think... I, I, he wouldn't play unless he was 100% fit. We know that right. because they've got Cogger on the bench and um, and there is some talk even today that, you know, there's he's going to give, be given till today to, to prove his fitness. Um, he'll have to take on, you know, he'll have to take on an arduous assignment at training and trying to tackle a couple of these big boys. Um, but it's all these are, these kind of injuries that we get this time of year are systematic. We, yeah. we've, we have it. You've you got to have them. You know, this... This this you know, after you play twenty seven rounds of the NRL, mm-hmm. then you play semi finals, play at Origin. You got some play some of these guys playing in these prelims are up in the low thirties of games this year. Yeah, that's that's and, amazing to think that they've putting their bodies through yeah. that. So no um, one's a hundred percent fit come this time of the season. No, 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 no. And and, and just and, a little Jerome, well, Jerome Hughes is kind of the got the, the calf injury like uh, Sean Johnson did last yes. week. And you got to think that if Jerome Hughes is on the field against the Roosters, they beat him by a little bit more than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a down, out and out halfback. He controls balls. He he circulates the, the system. He gets the players running in different lingles. And the fact that he's out there is is great for Munster. Munster appreciates Jerome Hughes being on the field more than anyone. So, yeah, look, this is both teams almost at full capacity, at full strength, is what they can be. I know that Xavier Coates is on the wing for uh, the Storm, but apart mm. from that, I, I can't see anyone else who would make their 17 who was out injured. Um, mm. So, look, it's uh, and, and the same goes for the Panthers. The, the Panthers have had a couple of selection um, intrigues with uh, Zach Hosking missing out on the 17 after being part of the team for the 21 weeks this year. And um, What do you make of that? I, I just think that Garner's form has picked up. I think Luke Garner's become one of them players who, you know, is experienced. He's he's played probably 100 games more than, um, than Hosking and... Mm. 
playing against Melbourne Storm, you know, I think you need someone on your bench who's look. I, I, yeah, I don't. I think they're very similar in players. I think they just uh, they play the same type of role. They're both great defensive second rows, and um, they'll both come on and do a job. All right. uh, is Nick Meaney the new Dylan Edwards? For so long, like Nick Meaney's performance against the Roosters last yeah. week was was. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, we it's it's almost. It's almost a cliche now the way we talk about players who go down to the storm and become better. Yeah, that is. And he's just you just add him to the list of players that have gone to the storm for a second chance and and become better footballers. And now he is seriously uh, that game was from, from him last week was almost faultless. Yeah, he's 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 a real solid player. He's a, he's a guy who's got speed, he's got skill. And I think uh, that most of his well, I mentioned before players who should be there. Pappenhausen obviously is out. But of course. Meany, with Meany playing the way he is, it's kind of Pappy who um, this year because <laughs> Meany's done the job and that's the biggest compliment you can give him, that um, yeah. he's done things that Pappenhausen could do and things that Pappenhausen couldn't do. Um, yeah. He's just been a safe He's been a safe brick wall and that's what you want your fullback to be. Very, yeah, very, you're right, very similar to uh, where Dill Edwards was maybe three or four years ago as well. Mm. Where, where's the game won? Where's, we're going to go oh, to the up, paper up, test up next, but where's – talk. Talk me through that forward battle. Well, against the Broncos the week before, Storm were, were inept. Um, and it was all in the back of Kama Kamika and Welsh getting dominated by the Broncos forward pack, as well as Leoiro and Katoa and King. They all just were snubbed out of the game. They lifted against the Roosters last week, but then now they've got the Panthers, who have got Leota and Fisher-Harris and Leah Martin, um, three of the, the, the best hunt dogs in the competition. Um, if you remember That's a the, great way to describe them. That's a remember, great way to describe them. And if you remember the grand final last year against Parramatta, the first 10 minutes, Leota, Fisher-Harris and Liam Martin won the game for Penrith in that 10 minutes because they just – Hunt dogs. They just bashed the Parramatta Eels. And that's, that's, where the, this, that's where this platform will be set up, obviously. And then you've got the likes of – it's going to be interesting to Liam to see where Harry Grant, if he starts off the bench, which I think he will um, – I think they'd keep him out of that physical stuff for the first 20 mm. minutes and let him do what he did against the Roosters. But Mitch Kenny, gee, he's a great defender as well. So, look, I know we're going to do the paper test, but a lot of the Panthers will be getting ticks. That that Harry Grant usage, that late-in-game usage, It's we've talked about them wanting to mm. bring fatigue back into the game so your, your quick players can exploit it. No one exploits it better than Harry Grant does no, late-in games now. He's awesome at it. He's, 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 he's the best at it in, in the competition, and he's... That's his. That's his real X factor. I can pay him. I can pay him no higher compliment than I know for a fact that Wally Lewis, essentially Melbourne Stormer is uh, Wally Lewis's second team because of Harry Grant because yeah. he is such a fan of him as a footballer that the King supports the Storm. So, yeah, speaks He's, speaks. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be alone. He wouldn't be alone there, the oh. King. <clears throat> Let's do it, MGs. Patented paper test. You won't get it anywhere else in all of rugby league. MG, remind everybody how this works if they haven't heard, seen one of these before. Okay, so my earliest memories of rugby league were going to Cumberland Oval with my dad, uh, watching his beloved Parramatta Eels on the on the hill in the late seventies, and I would get the big league, and I'd go, I'd go down the big league from one to thirteen, and I would compare the fullbacks, I'd compare the wingers, and whoever I liked best, and whoever I thought was a better player, they would get a tick. Then I would add the ticks up at the end of the. Exercise and whoever had the most ticks were going to be the winners. You can keep your Instagram algorithms. You can keep yep. your complicated formulas. This is, this is it. This is how you predict winners in the game of rugby league. Let's get stuck in the fullbacks: Dylan Edwards, Nick Meaney. Where's the tick?
Both, both, <laughs> both very similar. But Dill Edwards means so much to this team. Dill Edwards, Dill just gets the tick in this one. All right, Warbrick and Taruva. Um, look, they're both on, in line for rookies of the year, and I think Taruva will get the rookie of the okay. year. But I think to to this team, what he means, I'm going to give the tick to Warbrick. Wow. Okay. I mean, two great young players Especially on the up and up. Uh, Vunavalu, who's gone, he, he kind of had to fill that role, and he did with with a plum. Uh, scored a try for the Wallabies in that loss yeah. as well. But, you know, let's not talk about them. Um, Joseph Suali'i is probably begging to come back. Oh, uh, yeah. Isaac Tago, Marion Seve. Tago. Steve Crichton, Justin Olam. Crichton. Brian Do'o, Remus Smith. Brian. Starting to become a tsunami in favour of the Panthers here. Luai Munster. Munster. We're going to assume Luai and Hughes are both playing. They're big yep. names, so we're going off the official team list. And then yep. Nath Cleary, Jerome Hughes. Uh, Cleary. Have you got any inside word on that finger, that adventure to the Dis- hospital dis- for Nath? Dislocated. But okay. Like, couldn't get it back in, so just okay. had to go okay. and get it. They're all good, yeah. All right, backs are done, and it's a 2-5 domination to the Panthers in the backs. Let's get into the forwards. Moses Leota, Tui Kamakamitha. Moses. Mitch Kenny, Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Sorry, Mitch. James Fisher-Harris, Christian Welch. Fisher-Harris. Scott Sorensen, Trent, <coughs> excuse me, Loiero. Oh, so I've got to get the Sorensen. Scotty Sorensen, Liam Martin, Elise Katoa. Martin. Isaiah Yo, Josh King. Isaiah Yo. This might be as lopsided a paper test as I've ever seen. And then yeah, the way it I'm works... Gonna give, I'm going to give the bench. I'm going to give the bench one point to the to the Storms. So. That's right. The way the bench works, it's just the one tick for the benches. Yep. Penrith, Cogger, Lindsay Smith, Spencer Lenu, Luke Garner, Melbourne, Tyron Wishart, Tom Eisenhuth, Nelson Asafa Solomon, and Tarek Sims. You're giving it to the Storm? Yeah, I have. I better. <laughs> I've got to count this out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, four. nine. Nine to four. Yep. Nine to four. That's why the Panthers are a dollar eighteen. This is and the, what we typically I went back and had a bit of a look. MG prelims of years gone by. Yeah. You generally get an arm wrestle and a blowout. Yeah. I both of both of these games this weekend are are you know from a, are marketed from a betting perspective as blowouts. But the Panthers and Broncos, I reckon, are as heavier favourites as we've seen going into prelims mm. for quite I some so. time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, so you're tipping the Panthers. Can you give yes, us a man of the match as well, please? Uh, Nathan Cleary. Nath, to get it done. Yep. Dislocated yep. finger and all. Yep. All right, then we move to Saturday. We move to we move from the Harbour wow. City to the River City. We moved from Sydney up to Brisbane mm-hmm. slash Auckland because unless you're – and for those not aware, the largest community of expats New Zealanders are in southeast Queensland. Yeah, yeah. And, and it and, is the and, Broncos taking on the Warriors. The good thing about this prelim as well, the prelims, both of them, there's a team in each city. You know, you've got one in Sydney, one in Brisbane, one in Melbourne, one in New Zealand. It really makes the NRL look very expansive. It's it's a great – I'm so glad you mentioned that, MG, because it is a great look for the game. Yep. It's, you know, and when you talk about expansion and we know – you talked about this a couple of weeks ago, what the Dolphins did in being yep. so good so early, what it did for the game of rugby league, what it did for the competition. It promoted the idea of an 18th team early. And now here we are staring down a prelim final weekend with four states and two countries competing. Yep. It's yep. great for the game. It's fantastic. It's so good. Um, 
obviously, Sean Johnson was under an injury cloud last week. Yeah. Um, he got through and then some. Everything we talked about, he delivered. You know, his mere presence out there made them a better side. And I think we didn't talk about it last week, but I think his being out there was important for the crowd too. The crowd was going to oh, yeah. be nuts for it anyway. Yeah. But this is a guy who is he's a bit of a totem for the New Zealand fan base. It's just, it's the Cinderella story. It really is. After three years of living, we, we mentioned it every time. Every time I talk to somebody about the Warriors, I'm, I'm, I'm just like I'm going on Groundhog Day. You know, it's, mm. there's no way I thought this team would be here so quickly. There's no way I thought this team would be, would bounce back after the year, three years they've had from hell, living in you know Redcliffe and in the Queensland, in the New South Wales country at Tamworth, and then uh, Central Coast, and they were six months away of folding because they couldn't keep up with the payments and all that type of stuff. Well, here they are, and a country has embraced them. New Zealand everywhere. They're getting free tattoos at different booths. It's, How good was that? Uh, the, and every crowd, every home uh, game of the Warriors has been an event. It's been yeah. some, one of them things. I've got a couple of – my brother-in-law's Kiwi and he's, um, he's Samoan, my brother-in-law, and his family yeah. are in New Zealand. He said they've just – it's gone next level. He said it's – I never thought I'd see the day when rugby league would out outvote rugby union. But at the moment, everyone's talking about the Wars instead of the All Blacks. We're playing the, the Wars. The was it's so good. This is going to be an absolute cracker. I'm so excited for it. Um, oh. For mine, before we get to your paper test, MG, I would be happy if the NRL came out, if Andrew Abdo came out at before kickoff and said, um, as a bonus, not only does the winner go into the grand final, whichever team wins, that's coach of the year. I'd yeah, be happy for the coach, the whoever wins this game, you get coach of the year, and we just announce it then and there. Because I think, look, n- taking nothing away from Ivan Cleary uh, and Craig Bellamy, who continue to Raise perform at an elite level, they continue yeah. to deliver elite performance from these two teams, and they're probably a victim of their own success as far as this award goes. But what Kevy has done with the Broncos and what Andrew Webbs has done with the Warriors, I would be happy if either of these men won, took yeah. out that coach of the year award. I'd be happy with any of the four coaches in this prelim, yep. in these prelims. To, to be honest, I think they've all, especially you mentioned um, Ivan and um, and Bellamy. Well, they've been good. You know, Bellamy has been good for twenty years, and mm. this could be Ivan's fourth grand final in a row. I mean, <laughs> it's quite it's quite it's unbelievable when you think about it in, in the modern era. He's and just, and he's, a, he's a real good coach. And let's I'll bring him up. Brent Reid, friend of the show, yeah, was was sceptical when Penrith invested as much as they mm. did in the Clearies back then because the knock was, what's Ivan achieved? Yep. That was the knock. And in his defence, it was right at the time. And in Ivan's defence, I think Reddy's eaten humble pie since then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and look, Reddy wouldn't have been on his own. Reddy would have been no, on his own. But you've got to kind of live and breathe the area like I do and like a lot of other people do to know yeah. how much respect this guy has in this area and how much respect he gives back. It's... Quite phenomenal, and um, to- it's we're on the we're on the verge of watching a fantastic team. It's um, this game on Saturday evening, but um, the only the only negative I can find, and I've got to find a little bit of a negative, is the fact that it's played at eight o'clock here in Australia, which is yes. ten o'clock in New Zealand. I think we could have flexed a bit a little bit and just shuffled a couple of things around. I know it's prime time, but surely we've made enough money on the TV game this year to, to at least show us some a good like a an act of good faith to the Warriors and say, you know what? It's going to be on at 6 p.m. Australian mm. time. Mm. Don't bring it forward two hours so that all the kids in New Zealand can stay up and watch it because this will finish around midnight in New Zealand. 
It's a great point, MG, because you know that if, if the Warriors had been the ones hosting this prelim, the NRL would have fixtured it so it was still on prime time in Australia. That's right. Would have been they would have adjusted yeah, it for their market. 100%. So uh, it's a really good point. And, and yeah, it's a shame that um, it, you, you just hope to all the, all the War, Warriors fans who have kids out there, this is the night they get to stay up. This yeah, is the night they're allowed to stay the up. Day. Give yeah. us the yeah. Then give them some red cordial. <laughs> Yes. Actually, New Zealand should go all Spanish or Mexican just for this Saturday and Im- Im- implement a national siesta. 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 We're siestering <laughs> from yes. midday to 2 p.m. to realign mm-hmm. ourselves so we can all stay up to watch this game. Yep. Lock it in, New Zealand. Siesta. Yes, no one try and do anything on between midday and 2 o'clock on Saturday. So that's the, the it's so different, the two finals, okay? We look at the first final on Friday and Panthers and Storm, they've been look, it's it's kind of like, oh well, whoever's in the grand final, they're in another one. But yes. for these two teams, the Broncos and Warriors, they haven't been in the grand final for a long time, both both clubs. Mm. And you've got a feeling that there's gonna be a lot more emotion after the game when this whoever makes the grand final has made mm-hmm. it. It's it's kind of a fait accompli for these other two teams. Penrith is their fourth grand final in a row. Um Bellamy's that's been nuts. in it's 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 crazy. What twenty twenty they got beaten by Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Twenty one they beat Souths. Twenty two yep. they beat Eels. And this year could be the fourth grand final in a row, which is we've got to really kind of a good thing about that in the modern era. How much of an effort that is? It, it's nuts. Uh, I think the other, as well as coach of the year and all everything else we've discussed, I also think whoever comes out of this will this prelim final will deliver the team that all the neutrals support. If your team's yep. not still alive. Whoever yep. comes out of this prelim is who you'll find. Whoever they're up against, Bronco, uh, the Penrith or the Storm, that's who the neutrals will be going for, either the Broncos or the Warriors. So uh, we're going to get to the paper test. Just quickly, though, well, I'm sure, I know you're going to yeah. say that it's it's going to be up front again, but talk me through some of the key matchups that you like in this one. Um, again, it's um, look, I think Fenua Blake um, showed last week that um, what he's made of, he, he's – he kind of took the bait against Penrith and um, Moses led him down a path that he hadn't gone down this year and that was kind of being baited and his form suffered because of it. And then you've got the front row, uh, origin front rowers, one from Queensland in Flegler and Payne Haas up against one of the buyers of the year, Mitchell Barnett and Adam Fennell-Blake. That's where you win the games. Billy Walters and Wade Egan, two of the most improved players in the competition. Um, they've just been fantastic for mm. both clubs. Egan is in particular, I think he's... His form is one of the reasons they are where they are, and I think the form of Dylan Walker off the bench has added something to him as well. But um, they they win the game as well. But what the what both number sevens who are very similar in what they do, uh, both Johnson and Reynolds, it's what they can do off the back of what the big men do, and that's why mm. Penrith are so good because Cleary against the Warriors, thirty three runs he made in that semi final, um, and every one of them meant something. So that was without basically a five eight. So. Uh, this this is look this this game is going to be fan bloody tastic and I think that um, the winner would have well and truly earned their right to be in the grand final. I love narratives at this time of the year. I love you know you can talk facts and figures and all the rest of that, but I love narratives when you get to this stage of the season. And one of my favourites going into this prelim final weekend is Tamari Martin. This is a a young man who was at the Panthers and mm-hmm. up to the Cowboys. And then in 2020, he retired from the game. The very yeah. beginning of 2020, he retired from the game uh, as a result of this. Um, uh, Concussion or brain, something with the brain? He had a, um, what did he have in his? Uh, bleeding a, on the brain? 
I'm looking up the exact details because I didn't want to get it wrong. Uh, a small bleed on his brain is what was happening to him in 2019. And so he retired from the game. He was done. He was finished as a rugby league player. And then the Broncos brought him back. In in 2022, they brought him back on a development contract. Yep. And now he's with the Warriors. And now he's a, a one win away from a grand final. I love yeah, it's that. Amazing. It's amazing. All right. it's, it's, it's fantastic. Let's paper test this bad boy. Here we go. Reese Walsh, Chance Nickel Clockstat. Both outstanding for their teams, their individual teams, but I can't go past Reese Walsh, who will be the fullback of the year. Jesse Arthur's Dallin Watini Zelezniak. Well, very much what I said about Reese Walsh then. I think uh, Dallin Watini Zelezniak will be the winger of the year. So Katoni Staggs, Rocco Berry. Katoni Staggs. Herbie Farnworth, Adam Pompey. Herbie Farnworth. Selwyn Cobo, Marcelo Montoya, Marcello Montoya. Marcello Montoya. Ezra Mam, Tamari Martin. Ezra Mam. Adam Reynolds, Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. Wow. All right. It's 3-4 in the backs. Forwards. Tom Flegler, Adam Fenua Blake. Fenua Blake. Billy Walters, Wade Egan. Egan. Payne Haas, Mitch Barnett. Payne Haas. Kurt Capewell, Jackson Ford. Kurt Capewell. Jordan Ricky, Murata Niagora. Murata. Pat Carrigan, Tohu Harris. Pat Carrigan. Okay. One, two, three, four, four, five. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what the numbers are yet. You get one vote for the interchange. Brisbane, Tyson Smoothie, Brendan Piakura, Kobe Hetherington, Keenan Palacia, New Zealand, Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavaga, Bailey Sirenen, Josh Curran. Warriors. MG. What do we got? Seven seven. Oh yeah. Seven yes. seven. Oh, that's the game. This is the it's game. It's a then. coin toss. Yep. That's the one. So who that's wins? The... Broncos on the back of their centers. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. A seven seven MG wow. paper test. You rarely see it, but when you see it, you love it. MG <laughs> tipping the Bronx to win on a coin toss. But he's got Panthers doing it easy over the Melbourne Storm. There it is. That's your prelim final preview. we got one episode of MG's Rugby League rundown to go for season 2023. We will be back next week to preview the NRL Grand Final. MG, I'll see you then, sir. Adios, baby. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.